I'm Denise Wallach-Peterson, founder of the Menopause Project and creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. I've been a personal trainer for the last two decades to hundreds of women, helping them through hormonal disruption, perimenopause, and menopause, coming out on the other side, celebrating their strength, their health, and their wisdom. Because menopause doesn't have to suck. In Meno Minis, we'll be discussing everything from sleep, sex, and weight loss to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Meno Mini. Hey, Denise Wellick-Peterson here, wishing you a happy 2021. And as with any new year, there is a lot of resolve to be healthier and feel better. But with years worth of January 1st in the gym and in polling my groups on Facebook, when I ask the follow-up question, I'm usually met with blank stares and a whole lot of hemming and hawing. So here's your first clarifying question of the new year. What does be healthier mean to you? Does it mean walk more? Does it mean lose weight? Go to the gym? Sauna? Eat more vegetables? Have more orgasms? What does be healthier mean to you? Same with feel better. What's that look like for you? Does it mean be happier and less depressed? Does it mean don't overeat so you feel stuffed? Does it mean squat more weight or squat more often? What does feel better mean? Now that you've got some more focused idea of what you really want, today I'm going to talk about the three lifestyle pillars to hormonal balance and some of the first steps you can start today. Quick reminder, I am not a doctor. I have been a certified personal trainer for almost 20 years and a certified hormone specialist for seven. So I know a few things, but I'm still not a doctor. All right, pillar number one for hormonal balance, food. By this age and stage of life, it is fair to say we know that what we eat affects how we feel. If we choose a donut, we're gonna feel a sugar surge and a crash. Choose broccoli, we might feel a little gassy and some subtle energy, or maybe even some lightness. Choose wine, and we're gonna feel calm, but we may not sleep. First thing to take note of, all food causes a biological and a hormonal reaction. Some reactions are just more extreme, clear, and quick. So here's three food tips to create some balance. Number one, eat protein at every meal and make it the first few bites before caffeine, before sugar, and shoot for between 100 and 125 grams of protein daily as a minimum. The minimum kind of depends with whether you're peri or post-menopause. If you're post-menopause, 125 is your number. Second food tip, eat veggies at 
every meal. Turns out, veggies aren't just for supper. They're for lunch. They're for breakfast. You need them for the vitamins, for the minerals, for the phytonutrients, and fiber. We gotta push the toxins out. If you're not pooping regularly, toxins build up in the colon. And the longer it sits there, the body pulls the stuff back out of the waste product. And you know what is a waste product? Excess estrogen. And extra, excess estrogen causes hot flashes, night sweats, migraines, weight gain. We don't want to recirculate that extra estrogen. So eat your veggies to get your fiber so you poop. Third food tip. Not my favorite. Don't get me wrong. I love coffee. I love wine. But food tip number three, limit your caffeine and your alcohol. I'm not a fan of subtraction. And truth be told, our biology is changing as we get older. If you are suffering from hormonal upsets like insomnia and night sweats, you owe it to yourself to at least test the theory that caffeine and alcohol are not an issue for you. I know, it's not my favorite either, but test it. All right, pillar number two for hormonal lifestyle changes. Exercise. First and foremost, maintain or start gaining muscle right now. Muscle drives your metabolism. The more muscle you have, the more calories you burn just being you every single day. And as we age, if we are not actively gaining muscle, we are losing it. It's slow to be lost in our 30s, and we might not even really notice it starts picking up speed in our 40s and when we hit our 50s we suddenly realize there are things we can't do that we used to do. Maybe it's carry the water softener salt down. Maybe it's help a friend move a couch. But we are losing muscle faster and faster every year. Just like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, the second best time is right now. It is the same with muscle. Start gaining muscle now. No idea how to gain muscle? I strongly, strongly encourage you to seek out a trainer. Preferably a menopausal one. Because I can guarantee you that even a woman who is not hormonal yet doesn't get it. I've been there. I was in my 30s when I was training menopausal women. And I wasn't understanding them. So seek out a menopausal or very close to menopausal trainer if you don't know how to gain muscle. Number two, cut your exercise time to 30 minutes or less, but make sure you are pushing your max effort and intensity in that time. That is how you reap the most reward without shifting into fat storage mode. This is kind of counterintuitive, but shifting into fat storage happens when cortisol outpaces growth hormone and testosterone. So quick hormone lesson. Even exercise is stressful. When you are going through stress, your body pumps out cortisol. However, if you are exercising intensely, 
and heavily, you are also pumping out growth hormone and testosterone. And for about the first 30 minutes, the growth hormone and the testosterone are outpacing the cortisol and you are getting more benefit than you are losing. After about that 30 minute mark, the cortisol overtakes and you are starting to lose ground. So it's very important. Cut your exercise time to 30 minutes or less. The third tip in the exercise pillar is strolls. That is a slow walk. No arm pumping, no heavy breathing. If you're on a treadmill, that's 2.8 to 3.2 miles per hour. If you're outside, it's a 20 minute mile. Why do you want to stroll, especially outside? To get you in nature, to soak up your vitamin D. Did you know that vitamin D acts like a hormone? It also sends messages throughout the body. You want to move your energy. You'll want to get more steps in, but you don't want to get them in fast. You just want to get the steps and it reduces your stress hormones. So thousands of years ago, when a tiger was chasing you, if a tiger was chasing you, your body released cortisol to help you run faster than the tiger, to help you climb the tree, whatever you had to do to, to get away from the tiger, right? And in all that running to get away from the tiger, you burned all that cortisol up. So once you were safe from the tiger, there was no cortisol left in your system to store fat. Now, first of all, you're probably not running from your boss to save your life, right? If your boss is yelling at you, that's today's equivalent of a tiger chasing you, except you're not running. So you're not burning that cortisol off. Secondly, as we get into our 40s, the switch that used to be a straight on and off switch with cortisol is now a dimmer switch. It's broke. You have a low grade cortisol leak that is leaking fat storage chemicals into your body nonstop. So going for a nice stroll every morning, lunch, evening, whatever, just getting some steps in, just moving that cortisol out of your system. That's why strolls are important. All right. Pillar number three to lifestyle changes for hormonal balance, stress reduction. Now, I would love to put this as pillar number one, but people like to do things and stress reduction is kind of the opposite. So once you've done the things, done the food things, done the exercise things, it is time to reduce your stress. I already started touching on strolling because it's kind of a crossover between exercise and stress reduction. Then there's the more stereotypical to more eccentric techniques for stress reduction. Restorative yoga, meditation, chanting, breath work, saunas and contrast showers, time with a pet. I love Lucy style laughter foam rolling, massage, or my personal favorite, orgasm, partnered or not. Maybe this could be number one. It's a doing. What do you think? All right. Quick recap of the three pillars to lifestyle hormonal balance are food, exercise, and stress reduction. 
They're used to lessen the impact of hormonal shifts that often cause symptoms like weight gain, insomnia, decreased libido, hot flashes, brain fog, irritability, rage, and like 35 other symptoms. You could check out a different podcast I did on that, right? This season, we'll not only explore these pillars in more depth, we'll talk about what a balanced hormone cycle looks like and how to lean into that cycle for effortless weight loss or weight control, great sleep, and luscious libido. Chat soon. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals. And hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.